The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? It's, it's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this woman is new when we hired Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Clip Nation's Count Book Chronicles. Yeah! I'm your host, Tim Deal Double G. Joining us tonight are our four usual co-hosts, myself included. First up, we have the man behind the sound effects, at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter. What is up, everybody? (laughs) Next up, we have at RoddyCat on Twitter. Is he frozen? Kind of looks like he uh, is. Yeah, I thought I thought he was just like reading something, but yeah, it sure looks like he's frozen. Roddy Cat, Roddy Cat, what are they feeding you? And that fourth voice or third voice <laughs> is at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. I'm telling you that that unnatural applause. You gotta you gotta find the clip of the person who's just like, <laughs> oh, whatever. And, you know, that's the one I need. <laughs> Whoever it is, put the Hangouts toolbots out of business, probably. Yeah, right. They paid the fee. So as we wait for Roddy Cat to rejoin us, I want to remind everyone. To, that you can go to our website, theclicknation.com, where you can find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book News. On the homepage are links to our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google Plus. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitch Radio, YouTube, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. And we are part of the CSPN Media Network. Go to CSPN.us. Do it today. Remember, we record live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you want to watch live, just go to theclipnation.com forward slash live. And if you're talking comics on social media, make sure to use the hashtags Comic Chronicles and CBCron to join in the conversation. So the first book we will review this week is from Marvel Comics, and it is the sort of precursor to their big, I guess it's a big event, sort of mini event of the spring, Infinity Countdown Prime number one. Sure. And I had mentioned in my notes that for this to be a prime issue, a lot of a lot happens. There's a lot of setup in this. You notice that, right? Yeah, it's definitely set up, but we do find out the status of all sits of the Infinity Stones. True that, true that. And you know what's funny is that um, for anyone who had been reading Guardians of the Galaxy, this really did continue the story that was uh, that ended or didn't end it within the uh, the last page of that book, but uh, or the last you know the the last uh, issue in that particular volume of uh, Guardians. But it definitely picked up right where that left off. Yes. So this. And more than likely, they canceled Guardians just to roll their story into this event. So you catch up, or you get a, at least a brief descript, uh, recap of 
what's going on with the Power Stone, which that story took place in Guardians. Right. But then also we caught up with the re- resurrected Wolverine from Marvel Legacy number one. Sure. And we finally find out after all of those uh, cameo appearances that he'd been making in um, the last month or two's worth of uh, Marvel books, we finally find out which gem it is he's wielding. Although it makes sense if you think about him making all of these guest appearances and all these uh, issues, all these cameos and all these issues. Right. And I don't think they made it. I don't think they kept it a secret that he had the space stone. They just, you saw him use it finally. Ah, I see. Maybe I just wasn't as on top of it as, uh, uh, as, as, uh, you are, or a lot of people are. But what's funny is that right after we see a pretty, uh, pretty intense sequence between, um, between Wolverine and uh, uh, the, the the first person who tries to uh, take the stone away from him, uh, the next person who's holding a stone is a pretty big surprise too. Yes, from uh, from the Daredevil side of the Marvel universe, right? Definitely, yeah, the Daredevil side. Yeah, that's that's pretty much, you know, he's definitely played a a small background role in a lot of uh, the street level. Heroes, you know, Spider-Man included, but definitely it's fair to say he's from the Daredevil side of the Marvel U. Yeah. Um, we catch, we see how, or see what's up with Captain Marvel and her adventures in the alternate realities with the, and then discovering the reality stone. Right. Uh, A little uh, DC homage on the last page, the last part of that, ca- uh, the last uh uh, like quarter panel of that page. I need to look at that again because I missed that. It's right on the right. It's right on the edge of the page. So as you're going from Carol to to um, to Monica Rambeau to uh, uh, to uh, what you call it, Marvel. Uh, there's a little bit of a DC homage in that last like kind of quarter panel. Yeah, that's what I heard, and somehow I missed that. <laughs> so when you flip back to, it, you'll see it. I'm about to look at it now. <laughs> now that we, now that I kind of uh, talked it up a lot more than it really is. Yeah, but now I want to catch the, the homage. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right before you turn the page. It's like, oh wait, that that that's not right. Hmm. Interesting. All right. And as we said earlier, right after that, we do we you know we kind of catch up with uh, the Guardian story. Um, there's a couple of characters that that uh, reemerge in this. Um, there's actually more than a few characters that kind of reemerge uh, to the forefront um, in this issue. Uh, you know, we won't spoil everyone, but that's definitely a big part of how this uh, Prime book wraps up. There was something I was going to mention, and now I don't remember what it was. Uh, oh, how the time stone is back and where it, it's back and how, what it brought with it. That was kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't realize this thing had been destroyed at one part at, at one time back in the past, which explains why it's now here in the present. It was brought from the past to the present. And I'm being... Uh, vague on purpose yeah. yeah you gotta you gotta because that one took me by surprise and then who uh who's holding it yeah yeah and who's holding it so you know as i've mentioned before we won't you know we won't cover every stone and who's got which stone uh because that would be spoiling a lot of it there's also a nice little uh backstory of the uh, infinity gem slash stones um uh, is he robocop or is that me Say again. What? Uh-oh. Say again. Is your internet going wonky? Tim, Tim can I'm you here. hear me? I hear everyone, but can you? Uh, can everyone hear everyone else? Agent Seventy to me sounded like he was RoboCop underwater there. No kidding. Can you hear Agent Seventy? Can you hear? Doug? I can. And Doug can hear <laughs> now, now, now you sound fine, but as you were talking there, like that whole time you were talking, it was just like nonsense. Oh, rah, rah, rah. No, no, that was me making fun. 
But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that was temporary. I was just saying that the the um the end of the book has a, a nice little recap of a, a a brief history of the uh, Infinity Stones slash gems. Yeah, and the the last pages give a nice sort of recap of what's been going on with them the last couple of years. Absolutely. Oh, and I forgot that they another Guardian subplot was, I guess, sort of resolved about who decapitated the Contemplator. Oh, yeah. I'm like going back through the issue now. Yeah, well, you know, this is written by Jerry Duggan, so... Um, I, you know, you, you got to figure he's going to, you know, like you said, kind of continue the, um, the, uh, the guardian story in here. Uh, I wanted to also mention the art. I know that a lot of people, you know, and, and myself included sometimes are turned off by, uh, Mike Diodato's art because it ends up being muddy. But I think that the color artist on this Frank Martin does a tremendous job of, uh, really creating depth and definition to what are often pretty muddy looking pages, um uh by Diodato lots of heavy you know um uh you know shading and spotting blacks that really you know make most of the page you know dark and muddy uh give him uh give Frank Martin a lot of credit for putting um a lot of definition into this book with the colors yeah his art actually came out understandable yeah, it was like kind of popping like in some places right like it kind of popped off the page and that was cool a lot of definition into this book oh whoa i can hear myself uh, <laughs> no, no, you can't. But pay no attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Doug, a... I, guess you didn't, I, I guess you didn't read Infinity Countdown, right? No, uh, no, that's I did not read it. Gotcha. I'm I'm passing this one. I'm I'm going to see if I can survive without reading the big Marvel crossover for this uh, for this, this section of history. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's next? President Bartlett, where are you? Next is Doctor Strange Damnation number one. Ooh. Which oh, I have oh, not I, read no, yet. So. I have not read I, it. I'm sorry. That is a Doctor Strange Tarnation. Tarnation. <laughs> I saw that. I almost bought that variant. You know, and I actually, I I enjoyed this quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's a very throwback style story um, where you, it opens and... Um, a city has been laid to ruins and millions have died and the Avengers weren't able to save them. And they're having a memorial service and Dr. Strange appears and he goes, we can do better than this and bling, bling, bloom. And you see it was actually Vegas and all of Vegas has returned. Vegas was the city that was destroyed. And uh, in the, in the midst of all of this, like, Hey, it's great. All these people came back to life and everything is rebuilt and all the damage is gone. This new hotel comes up out of the ground and it's run by Mephisto. And it turns out that uh, all the people in Vegas died and all those souls, it's Vegas. All those souls went to hell and now he's mad that the souls <laughs> got stolen from him and brought back to earth. Oh. And so, uh, <laughs> so Dr. Strange, uh, he, he enters the hotel alone uh, in order to face Mephisto and, you know, take on what what will invariably be a bunch of Vegas themed challenges for him uh, with the souls of the Avengers hanging in the balance. But uh, like, like it was, like I said, it's, it's a throwback type story. Like it felt very much like a, like the eighties style crossover. Um, so like out of left field and oddball and awesome. Uh, like I just, I, I kind I only bought it really because of the tarnation cover. I just thought that was hilarious and I wanted to buy that variant. Yeah. Um, but when I read it, I really enjoyed this a lot so much more than some of the other stuff that I read this week, just for, for what it was. And, um, the, the cover, even though it shows that, you know, blade and uh, ghost rider and iron fist and moon Knight are going to be a part of the series. They're not in this issue. Mm. So if you're hoping to see that appearance, uh, that's not yet. This is set up. We haven't gotten to the point where they're going to be there, but it does mention uh, that they will be brought in in the future. So they they do foreshadow that. But uh, but yeah, it was just like it's one of those things where it's Vegas, mm -hmm. and it, it just you know it's like okay, yeah, all the people died. They all went to hell. That makes sense. It's Sin City. Like it it just like it's such a goofy premise that it makes sense. It works, and so uh, 
so yeah, I, I really enjoyed this a lot more than, than I thought I would. That's funny. So yeah, this is Donny Cates and Nick Spencer. You know, it kind of it, it flows right out of Nick Spencer's uh, uh, what you call Secret Empire storyline. And well, and Donny Cates is is one that does a lot of humor, so right. a lot of his books have that humorous bent to it. So um, I think there was probably one doing the plotting and one doing the scripting, um, would be my guess. And uh, but yeah, the dialogue is fun. The story is oddball and. Um, I, you know, even, and even for someone like me, I don't read Dr. Strange, mm-hmm. like, and I don't read the Avengers regularly. I just kind of pick it up every now and again to see where everybody's at. And I had no problems following the story. Like you, you really don't have to know. And they mention some stuff, like they bring up uh, some of the stuff that happened in like civil war uh, last year. And, you know, some of this other stuff and secret empire. And they, they kind of briefly mention it, but if you haven't read those, it doesn't matter. You know that that's what they're talking about, but you don't have to know what those stories were in order to understand this story. Sure. This looks like fun. I'm looking forward to reading this. And the artwork is really fun too. Uh, it's this painted style. Uh, of course I bagged, I already bagged and boarded mine. I got to open it up here. I've got my copy open. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll get the art. Um, Sidransky, I think it is. Kudr- Rod Rice? No, Zyman Kudransky. Rod Rice is, uh, oh, actually wait. I'm looking at that's an ad actually for the next, <laughs> like the inside cut, co- the inside front cover. No, I'm looking at the back. It's like second page from last. Oh, all right. Yeah. Rod Rice is the artist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did a couple, a lot of the Secret Empire uh, pages, a lot of the Steve, you know, mystery, mysterious Steve Rogers. Bearded Rogers, right? When Forest, yeah. Well, and he's got a very different type of style. Um, I don't think it would work like if you're trying to do something like a Superman book or a Captain America book. It's not really fit for something like that. But for this, which is kind of a horror theme, but like I said, also just kind of oddball and weird in general. It just it's a nice because the story is so different, the art is so different. It just works together. Cool. I'm glad you liked it. All right. All righty. Now. What's next? What is next? Do some DC. Yeah, let's jump DC. I will do Super Sons number 13, which I'm sad to hear that the series is coming to an end in May. But at least writer Peter J. Tomasi has promised more adventures for Robin and Superboy are planned. We'll see what shape those take, whether or not some type of Young Justice relaunch will come out once all the Justice League No Justice four-issue weekly series ends and the whole relaunching of the Justice League line of books. I can, Especially with Young Justice, the cartoon season three starting up on the DC digital service later in the year. I could see them maybe wanting to get Young Justice, a comic back out there. Yeah, that but, makes- Yeah, but here, uh, Talia Al Ghul, Robin's mother, comes calling to recruit Damien for a job. And it it's allows the first time for Jonathan Kent to sort of see this other side of Damien that he didn't know about, which was the like 10 year old assassin killer side. So be interesting to see how that uh, progresses as the story unfolds. And that's it for super sons 13. All righty. I guess we can stay on DC and just cover my one DC book of the week. I see that PCN underscore dirt Reddit also, uh, it's Batman number 41. Um, I, I don't know if I read it uh, <laughs> as much as I just kind of like blinked a couple times and flipped the pages and got the whole story. Pretty much, pretty much. I definitely agree with your assessment of this book in that the entire book could have been told, the story of this book could have been told within five pages in old school storytelling. Well, and that's one thing, like I get that it's it's cinematic, Right. Um, and when you flip through it, he's 
he's writing movie scripts and the movie scripts are being turned into comics. And so you have these visuals, you have these full page spreads, you have these two page spreads that, uh, you know, don't have a whole lot of dialogue or whatever, but they're trying to showcase the artwork and make these big establishing shots and, you know, whatever. But at the same time, it's like I sat down to read it and I wasn't even paying any attention. I was just like flip, 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 uh-huh, read words, words, flip, 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 words. There's a couple words, flip, 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 flip. And I was done. And I was like, that's like what like, where's the rest of the story? Like yeah, I gotta is... agree with that. I've gotta agree with you on that. And, and you know, I guess if you want to uh, you know, partake in the partially legal in half the United States herbs that will allow you to sit and stare at the artwork and just get lost in it, then it's sailboat. probably the perfect it's a book. sailboat. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sailboat. It's a schooner. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where I, I just, I don't, I don't feel like it's feeding me, you know, it's like, I, I just, I got, I got done with it and I had to go read some other stuff just to, fill up those story reading parts of my brain because they just didn't really get anything out of this book. I, I, I agree with you. I think that my reading of it was also, well, well, I thought I felt like my reading of it was uh, heavily influenced by the, uh, by the fact that I was traveling and I was, you know, moving, you know, going from home to, from work to home and I'm reading it. I'm just like, all right, flip, like you said, flip, flip, absorb a little bit of the artwork, kind of see where, you know, the passage of time is supposed to be implied flip, flip. Hey, I'm at the end of the book. What just happened? Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I also wanted to note that um, I guess for the foreseeable future until um, King decides that, you know, this whole Catwoman Batman thing isn't going to work out. This is going to be kind of like a team up book for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm just like, I'm, you know, I don't want to cast any aspersions on on someone's hero, but they're sharing a bed and they ain't married yet. But that's none of my business. <laughs> All righty. Uh, let's see. We've done two of mine. My three, and we've done two of. Doug's. I'll, I guess I'll jump in with Defenders number 10, the end, at least Bendis's finale for d- the Defenders and whether or not this continues in a new volume by a new creative team isn't really answered or even addressed. But uh, Bendis loves himself some hood. Okay. Robin, whatever Parker Robbins or whoever dude's name is. Gotcha. So the series went from having um, the series went from having uh, Diamondback as the main villain. Got rid of him an issue ago. Just I feel like just so he could like shoehorn shoehorn in uh, the hood as the like the issue's final villain. Maybe that was always the plan from jump, and knowing Bendis, it probably was. Right, but in your case, he declares himself the new kingpin of new, or the new kingpin, I should say. He even like goes to Fisk and sort of says like, "Hey, you know, out of respect, you know, you're the Don, but you know, I'm the new kingpin now. You know, I'm gonna do things differently. No respect to how you did it, but my way is gonna be a little different. Again, no respect, no disrespect, yada yada yada, and then like disappears." And then he assembles all a bunch of these like C and D list level street villains, I guess, and gives them a proposition of instead of having one kingpin, they all become kingpins and like split up the eastern seaboard. However you say east sea, what's it? Eastern sea, east yeah, eastern seaboard. If it's going up and down the coast, yeah, yeah, going up and down the coast. Um. But he would be the kingpin above all the kingpins, but they each can be a kingpin of a territory. Ah, they would he would be the Don and they would all be underbosses. I gotcha. Right. All the capos. Ah. And then uh right before they get too far into their meeting, they're interrupted by the defenders and a whole host of other 
heroes that come to to assist. So you have like other street level key characters like Misty Knight and Spider Miles Morales, Spider Man, Peter Parker, Spider Man, Cable for some reason, Storm, um, White Tiger. Probably Colleen Wing is probably there as well. Um, yep. And it kind of ends, and that's it. We assume that the villains got their butts kicked, but but yeah. Nice little ending. Oh, and they also, uh, earlier in the issue, they teased like Heroes for Hire reop- reopening because they set up they uh, set up shop in a new, I don't know if it's a new location or the same office, but you see the Heroes for Hire sign on the front. So I don't know if they're going to like relaunch it as Heroes for Hire, the series, or it'll just be one of those things that just like left open-ended. But that's uh, the first of Bendis' many books, Marvel books, to close out his chapter on. All right. All right, let's see here. Uh, Roddy Cat still is having some issues rejoining the call, so... Let us jump to, uh, let me just cover a couple of books real quickly um, since uh, we're down a co-host. Avengers 681, uh, we are still on the uh, slow grind to the end of the Avengers books. Um, We learned a couple of small things. We learned that, well, the Avengers finally learned what the stakes are, what's going on. The, the stakes of the of the contest have changed slightly as as we've moved through the story. Uh, now we find out that uh, the Earth is going to be tossed aside once this game is over, and the Avengers uh, act accordingly. So, um, and uh, meanwhile, the 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 return of uh, the one Jade Giant or Green Goliath is uh, slowly coming to the fore. It's just taking its sweet time. So that's pretty much what happens in Avengers 681. Um, if anyone out there is reading X-Men Gold, in X-Men Gold number 22, Mesmero is uh, back to playing games, and uh, it's a, a very burn X-Men storyline. There is a, a, a classic uh, Mesmero story um, during the burn era of X-Men, and uh, this reminded me very much of it. Uh, let's see here. Um, Tim, I see you also read Amazing Spider-Man number 796. Yes. Not too much that, really happens in this, except they kind of tease Peter and MJ getting back together. But you know what's funny? I thought this was a pretty solid story in terms of, like, you know, kind of catching us up to, if anyone didn't read Venom, the, the whole Venom storyline, which I didn't, you know, it, it got us to, you know, to, to uh, catch up with uh, Flash Thompson. And then I thought it was moving the story along. I thought it was a like pretty, you know, kind of tight story. Not Like you said, nothing happens, but I thought like the art kind of detracted from what I thought was a solid story. Yeah, the art wasn't the best, but I, I feel like Mike Hartleman's a good artist, so not entirely sure what was up with this. Yeah, like his fate, like the fa- the character faces were all just kind of, you know, screw- screwy, and it was just very, you know, uh, disappointing. So I've got to look up Mike Hawthorne's other work and see, you know, if this is just like a one-off for me, it was just rushed. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's that. And, um, tales of suspense, number one Oh two, uh, Roddy cat. And I both read the, uh, the first issue of this, uh, tales of suspense relaunch with, uh, the winter soldier, AKA Bucky and Hawkeye, um, basically, um, on the, on the hunt for, um, uh, uh, someone who they think is, um, the black widow reincarnated. And, you know, we've, you know, there's a couple things that happened in the previous issue, but, but the big, uh, thing that we both liked about, uh, the previous issue and what carries over into this issue is that there's very much a buddy cop, uh, formula being, uh, being played, uh, in, uh, between, uh, the winter soldier and Bucky, uh, and, 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 uh, Hawkeye, I mean, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun, continues in this issue, and there's a very surprising cliffhanger page. I will not spoil, but uh, if you're reading this and you're just looking for something that's kind of fun, doesn't really tie into much of anything else other than what happened in Secret Empire, then this is a, a, a kind of a fun book to pick up and read. Yes. yes. All right. Um, and I've got Justice League 39. 
and the Justice League woes continue. Um, so I've I'd kind of fallen behind on Justice League uh, over the last few months, and especially with Brian Hitch and everything, like bleh. Uh, but uh, you know, he left. Christopher Priest came on, um, and I just had them all kind of set aside to get to. And over the last week, I've I've read them all uh, and got caught up for uh, the one that came out this week, um, and I don't like it. Yikes. Um, for one thing, all the voices sound wrong, and and it's it's very apparent that a different writer came in with a different vocabulary. Uh, speaking a different way, um, you know, using a lot of different words. It seems like uh, on a lot of these issues, he has a thesaurus sitting there mm. and, uh, you know, he's just kind of flipping like, what big word can I throw in every so often? And it just kind of, it's it's just weird. Like it just, it pulls you out of the story as you're reading along and somebody says something that just doesn't sound right and it doesn't feel right. And, and I, don't, I don't know how to explain it other than that. Um, but the the overall like tone is just so it, it's it's all about public opinion and snarky twitter posts and trending hashtags and um and it, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like i <laughs> like i turned off notifications from twitter on my phone for a reason you know i i've i actually um uninstalled facebook from my phone i only check it through my web browser um, like, you know, I, I, I want to get away from all this and, and he's using it in the worst possible way in the story that, that just makes you, you know, it's like, uh, like, I don't, like, I don't want to read this. Gotcha. Like, I don't, you know, um, but the worst part is that I, I was reading these solicitations for, you know, stuff in May and the trade of this story is coming out. Issue 39 is the final chapter of this trade. Right. And the story just ends like it ends like any other issue it doesn't wrap anything up it doesn't uh you know conclude uh the storyline of this fan it does it doesn't even feel like the end of like part one and now we're gonna go to part two because there's some big shift happening it's just like um you know like the three stooges they just ran out of film and it's time for it to be over it's like oh this is the end of the trade well you know okay whatever uh like there's there's nothing about it that feels like he's he's completed any part um, of an organically structured story it's just he's feels like he's just like letting it flow out and wherever it ends it just kind of ends and that's the end of the issue and that's the end of the trade and that's the end of the series isn't it uh no i, I think there's uh they're going up till uh may i think Before. they've got one more trade until the yeah gotcha so there's one more trade worth of story uh to go through but i mean it's just i, I was just really disappointed uh, as I sat down and read these over the past week, I just, um, and it's another one where you, it, it, it feel, like you are getting story, like you're getting, a, a, there's a lot of dialogue and story and stuff that's going on, but um, it, a lot of the parts don't really mesh together well. Um, mm -hmm. And, and he does the same thing that he did on Deathstroke where he's telling stuff out of order, um, except that it's not out of order because something is revealed in the past that would give away something that's happening in the present. So he withholds it. So you'll be surprised here. So you see the connection later. It just seems more like, like Aquaman's wearing a different suit. Like why is he wearing this blue suit? Where'd it come from? And then in the next issue, Oh, he's stranded in the desert in the past and they bring him this blue suit to put on so he can be hydrated. So he doesn't die. And that's where that blue suit comes from. But it's not like this shocking revelation, like he, you know, withholding that, at one point so that he can give it to you later. It's just, Hey, I'm going to throw this stuff out of order. So you get confused. Like, uh, like why, you know? <laughs> I understand. So like, why, yeah. why, like, why did he do the thing with the last issue? He showed Aquaman with a different suit. And then this issue, we f see how he got it. Right. It five, right. It, 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 and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like there's no great reveal. It's not like everyone's going, "Oh, Aquaman, why are you wearing this different suit?" or you know something like that. It's just, it's just, it, it, it's there. And then in the next issue, he explains where it came from. Like almost like he forgot. Mm. Like I almost wondered, like, did I read these out of order? Like what happened? Like no, that's how it is. And there's also weird stuff like, um, uh, 
there's like these Senate hearings on the Justice League because someone, some guy's dressing up as the Justice League and committing crimes and and whatever, and uh, so they think Batman has killed somebody. So they're they want people to testify, and Batman, of course, is not going to show up because he's Batman. Uh, but all these people are outside the courthouse claiming to be Batman. Oh, you mean those throngs of people out there? And they show a clip on TV of the people outside the courthouse, and it's Frank Miller's Batman, and it's Batman from the animated series, and it's Jim Aparo's Batman, and it's like if you're doing like a multiverse story or something like that, that kind of thing works. But to see one drawn and sketchy Frank Miller style right next to one in animated, almost like the Rick Burchett comic, uh, you know, style standing right next to each other as it's just, it's supposed to be just guys in different suits, but it's completely different artwork. Like it just, again, it's something that just stops you in the middle of the story and just kind of like kills the momentum right in the middle of this thing. So I'm just like, it's like, I can't win. It's like, I want a new writer. Get rid of this writer. I want a new writer. They bring in a new writer. I'm like, ah, I don't like this either. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Wow, that blue suit is a, that's a flashback, man. To that Aquaman series from Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, and this is Ian Churchill. He used to draw uh X books back in the nineties. He did a run on cable, he did some X-Men work. It definitely looks like it too. There's a cut the, that one splash page with the team. That's uh, definitely nineties. I'm just flipping through it now because I'm just really curious to see what you guys are talking about. They actually like the art. No, no, it's definitely put together. But in terms, yeah, I'm not, I'm not faulting the the storytelling of the art, but just right. some of the stuff, you know, and like the Jason Momoa Aquaman, uh, like you you pointed out earlier this week. If anybody follows Tim Dog on Twitter, um, you can see that that they drew this version of Aquaman that looks like the one from the new Justice League movie, um, but like why? Like it doesn't serve any purpose. Like nobody thinks that that's what Aquaman looks like in the DC universe. Mm. So why do you have him dress like that here? Because it's not like people in the DC universe are watching the Warner brothers movies, you know, (laughs) there's jokes in there, (laughs) but anyway, (laughs) all righty. Um, let's see. Uh, you want to cover, I guess I'll just go through some of Roddy's books. Or you want to do Batman in the Signal number two, Tim? Because it looks like Roddy did that also. Yeah, we um, get sort of teased for finding out Duke Thomas's origin, true origin, about how he got his powers. And they allude to Batman being aware of him back in Zero Year. Um, so there's that. Um, what else did Roddy read? He says Duke's first day on the job doesn't get doesn't go great. Brings more questions than answers. Rico and Izzy squabble. Those from the two from the We Are Robin series. And I'm guessing a family family reunion is coming. Duke gets help and a clue from Detective Icy, and we kind of see how this ties to metal. Trinity number eighteen. Warlord's enemy Deimos. Deimos. Seems to have some new tricks, and the Trinity are trying to get to Warlord's daughter to help avenge her dad. And time is of the essence. Batman Batman named his unicorn Biscuits. <laughs> and that should do it. Yeah, I think that does. I think we're getting to uh, clicks of the week and uh, books that it seems like I left out and Tim left out and... Uh... We covered all of Dirt's books. He may have something else up his sleeve, but I can tell you what my click of the week is going to be. It's going to be a book I haven't talked about yet, and that's Mighty Thor number 704, which was uh, a heck of a book to read this week. Actually, I left out our sound effect for clicks of the week. Here we go. Oh! Just in time! Our own Roddy Cat has reappeared. The gremlins yeah. in the uh, internet in uh, in uh, in uh, the uh, Roddy Cat cave. <laughs> yeah, apparently they didn't they didn't beat me yet. So clicks of the week, I'm guessing. Yes, by that. clicks of the week by the sound effect. 
Yeah. I just said that my click of the week is Mighty Thor number 704. Lots of great stuff in this. It's a pretty uh, pretty exciting issue. Um, I'm not going to go into all the, the spoilerific stuff, but it's really a lot of fun. And I can tell you that I think that this is going to read spectacularly in collected format when Aaron is done with his uh, run on Thor. I'm going to go with... It's funny, like a lot of stuff came out, but like nothing really grabbed me. But I will, of the many comments, go with Infinity Countdown Prime number one just because of all the sort of answers we got. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll go with uh, Doctor Strange Damnation. I'm, I'm, I know you guys probably already talked about it, but yeah, that that was a pretty good book this week. I, I'm 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 almost with you, Roddy. Except that my pick is Doctor Strange Tarnation number one. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's it's a lot of goofy fun. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to read it, man. Can't wait to read it. Alrighty, so I guess we're transitioning into the next phase of our show. So I'm going to read our first ad of the night. Um, please help keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, etc., etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment... That helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And now we head for the news. Weekend box office. Black Panther bounds to record shattering 235 hundred million plus bow. <laughs> yeah, it broke a few records uh, this week, this weekend. Yeah. Good for them. And I'm going to try and see it again this weekend, I think, maybe. I'm going to yeah. try to see it at least one more time while it's still in the theaters. Black Panther's mid credit scene was its original ending. Ah. That's news. Kind of makes sense, I guess, given what happened. Black Panther fans want Marvel to release Claw's mitts tape. <laughs> I like that part. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur animated series produced by Lawrence Fishburne and works at Disney Channels. So this probably was about there was talk about some deal he had with Disney, that or he was talking with Disney. This might be a part of that. Yeah, which is probably why Marvel has kept the series going for as long as it has, I mean, and it yes. does well. Like I said, the at the bookstores out here. Mm-hmm. Captain it, America star teases black about that being about moon about the Moon Girl books being popular, like the book clubs. Yeah, who was? Where did we get yeah. that? From? That's yeah, the Scholastic book orders That's... and the book fairs at schools. Yeah, that's where you see. Uh, Monsters Unleashed and Moon Girl and yes. uh, Squirrel Girl all over the place. That's awesome. Captain America star teases Black Widow movie. Yeah, was this by accident? They're going to have to take Chris Evans' phone away from him? <laughs> no, I don't think he was just talking about... They was asking him about how you know how Black Panther and he was like, yeah, it's doing good and the other ones will do good and blah, blah, blah and kind of, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. Titans cast Drop Dead Diva Star as Elastigirl. And they also casted uh, the robot guy today. Robot Man? Yes. That person. <laughs> I only know that from re- you know re- uh, reading old school teen- New Teen Titans. So. There she is. Netflix is Sabrina as Lords of the Ring star as Aunt Zelda. Oh, they brought in Eowyn. 
And there's been some other casting news, I think, this week, but I don't know anything yeah. about Sabrina, so. Right, yeah. And Doctor Who debuts new logo and teaser for season 11. Now, for they, better not, they better not change the music. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. They you know what? I looked. There was there was a teaser video somewhere in this article, and I didn't I didn't listen to it. I didn't look at it yet. Like I don't even watch Doctor Who, but I love that theme song. Mm. Uh, let's see, comics news. Marvel Comics announces a line wide overhaul in 2018. <laughs> uh, yep, that's all we need. Another one. We've got a nice little video to go with it too. I keep. I, I guess I'm in the minority of not being that offended by this. I'm just like this. I mean, I'm like, okay, this this happens a lot. I mean, this is this happens often, even more now. But it, it happens often enough during the during the history of comics. So, I mean, you know. well, but it's also. Marvel over the last I don't know if you want to say five years six years when they've done uh, the all new all different and then Marvel now and then the all new all different Marvel now and then Marvel now in all capitals with an exclamation point and then right. you know it's like every year or every 18 months they're like we're redoing everything and then it's like well you really didn't in a lot of these and a lot of them it just was an excuse for you to renumber everything and uh and then now they're they're like oh we're going to do a whole bunch of new number ones but we're going to dual number everything so you'll have the old numbers and the new numbers because they just did legacy and brought back all the old numbers but now they're undoing or redoing or underdoing or overdoing legacy and so they have to keep the old numbers but they're going to still have new number ones yeah that won't be confusing yeah, it's just like, come on, guys. It's like, I understand that you want to, you know, build brand awareness and you want to, you know, generate some uh, excitement for things. But I mean, just do them. Like, don't, you don't have to trumpet everything. Like, why not just tell some good stories and sell a bunch of books and then in a year go, hey, we've done some great stuff over the past year. But instead, they hype everything so far in advance that by the time it comes out, you're like, I'm, I'm already over it. You know, it's like, if you're going to hype it, like I want hyped for what's happening this Wednesday at the comic store. I don't want to know about what's happening three months down or five months down. Yeah. But I hate to say this, but this is just a, uh, another symptom of the uh, previews catalog, you know, sick, you know, like that's just an issue that, that a problem that's with the comic book ordering, you know? Like well, they, yeah, want but, it, they want to hype it before the previews come out so that when you flip the previews, like, hey, I'm going to order this, 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 and this. Yeah, but at the same time, though, it's like I I go out of my way to not go to comic sites. Like, I don't, I, I you know, I mean, I, I get PR emails, you know, so I'm going to see a bunch of this stuff. But I don't, whenever they say, like, the solicitation's coming, I only read the ones for May because I was reading, like, the, the Justice League and the Superman uh, this week that that were both bad that made me go like how long is this going to last what's you know what's going on with this stuff uh, it, just you know to see where it's headed to see if there's anything good down the road but generally speaking I don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff especially because I'm not doing the previews orders anymore right um, you know and I haven't done them for a while so that the owner could get used to doing them because he has to do them all himself so it's like I I try not to over overlook or you know overdo the outlook however you want to say it mm -hmm. of what's coming down the pipe because they they always like hype this stuff that's coming three months out and six months out and whatever and it's like i still haven't read the books that get there yet uh it's like you know dc is driving me crazy with all this stuff with damage and uh the terrifics and like everything else they're in the back of every comic and they're like you know uh, the metal rocked your world and changed the entire DC universe. It hasn't like, it's not over yet. It's still going. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, these are the new heroes. What new heroes? I haven't seen any new heroes. They haven't come up in the story yet. Like, is this supposed to be somebody I already know things I'm already familiar with? It's like, stop, slow down. You know, it's like, we're not there. Let me 
enjoy what I have here and what's coming. Be me all excited for that because anymore I'm just kind of like shutting it down and shoving it out, and it's like I'm I won't get excited for it ahead of time because. The- I was about to say but that's just me. I'm an angry old man. I was about to say it's on like you were turning into a Robocop just now, Doug. Oh, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm turning into that, that grumpy, angry old man. So yeah, that's all I got. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Marvel changed. Oh, wait, let's give me that. Uh, Quicksilver speeds into solo series from black bolt writer. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just got nothing to add to that. Like, okay. There we go. Yeah, so this is just a five-issue miniseries that play, takes place, I think, during No Surrender. Okay. Uh, relaunch Black Panther number one to establish the intergalactic embassy of Wakanda. First seen in Marvel Legacy number one. Yeah, at least they're following up on that. Yeah, I need to. Maybe I'll finally get caught up on Coates's run in time to transition into this. John Burns X Men gets the artifact edition treatment at IDW. Hmm. The long unfinished image Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic is finally getting its ending at IDW. Is that the one where like Donatello became like a cyborg or something? <laughs> I don't know. Looking at that top image, feature image there. Good grief. And Kate and Raphael has Casey Jones's hockey mask. I'm assuming he's dead then, maybe. Goodness gracious. Boy. Hey, click click on uh on Roddy's thumbnail at the bottom there, Tim, so we can see it. I am. It's not showing. How about now? I see it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Sims, Bowers, and Ferreira team for Transformers. Bumblebee, win if you dare. So this is like a young, um, young ages book. Oh, okay. Up. Yeah. Uh, it'll be 72 pages, recommended for seven and up, and it'll be released in September. Good. We're getting more of those. And Bumblebee's got a movie coming out, so I'm pretty sure this is... Kind of along lines of, in the line of that too, and good luck to two one at least one hometown boy. So yeah, additional Black Panther items unveiled by Hasbro. Yep, more toys, more toys, more goodies. <laughs> it's interesting that they're putting out. Um, I was disappointed to hear that. Uh, they're putting out a Marvel Legends two pack of Killmonger and uh, what's his name um, Everett Ross. I was hoping it was going to be Shuri. Well, yeah, but they did they did one. For yep. sure. No, but not a Legends, not yes. movie Legends. True. Yeah, maybe there's another one coming. Yeah, I, I was hoping for a Shuri because we got uh, what you call it Okoye. We got uh, uh, Nakia. So that would be like the the last of the like kind of like the the top three uh, female characters in the movie. So it would have been nice to see them put out a figure of her. Unless there's another Black Panther wave coming out, but I doubt that because if we're putting out Killmonger like the unmasked Killmonger in this two pack, I'm not sure what else they're gonna populate that wave with. Populate the wave. <laughs> So next, uh, let's see. Iron Man's Hulkbuster suit is getting the giant Lego set it deserves. Yikes. <laughs> that thing is huge. This is the toy portion of the show after uh, last weekend's Toy Fair. That's right. And it'll only cost $9,000. That all? No, it's one twenty, I think. Yeah. Yep. But still, more than I'd pay for a Lego set. Yeah, no. I guess that's not bad. Yeah, it's all relative. I mean, it's better than that, like, what, $1,000 Falcon? Millennium Falcon or whatever it is? Oh, yeah, I remember that story. 
Uh, let's see. Toy Fair 2018. NECA scares up it. Scares up. What? Scares up it, Alien, Predator, Del Toro, and more. Jeez, that's confusing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Toys and stuff. There was another article I forgot to get, but there was like an Iron Man um, VR thing with a helmet that uh, was also announced. But I'm pretty sure as time goes by, we will getting, we'll be getting some stuff coming out of that in the weeks to come. Cool, cool. Right. And related to just some of this toy toy stuff, I don't see an article for it, but uh, uh, Marvel Legends will continue to be uh, taking money out of my wallet hmm. in the coming year. 3D print your Star Trek online ship? That is kind of cool. Like for, for the few of us that still play this, uh, Star Trek online, you can 3D print your uh, the ship that you make or use in... Uh, in the story it's uh like you can you can kind of customize ships while you're in there just in a little bit so you uh so you know colorize it and all kind of good mess and you can have it 3d printed uh coming next month so that's pretty cool next up dark horse powers up super mario encyclopedia <laughs> you look at that cover and it's like, did Mario die in 2015? No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's, that's funny. terrible. <laughs> it does make sense, though. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but it'll be uh, it'll be on sale October 23rd and it'll be 40 bucks. 256 pages. And some staff announcements. Cushing, LaRoque, Tucker, Walker promoted within Dark Horse Editorial. And Lion Forge announces a transition with Fayou staffer Christina Steen Stewart moving from social media and community manager to associate editor. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Just the Justice League's new villain is a DC superfan, which we touched on earlier. Uh, Red Sonia meets Tarzan this May. Thanks to Gail Simone and Walter Giovanni. Ashley A. Woods and Aria Baki bring dismantlers to Black Mask. And Image held their Image Expo this week with a ton of announcements. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Including, I guess... I will say this, including um, like the Malar War stuff, Netflix stuff is going to be apparently all of them. But we we know about Magic, uh, the Magic Order that's going to be published through Image, and I, it, they made it sound like all of them that come through that is going to be coming through Image also. And there's five new Spawn books. Uh, T. Franklin has another book. Uh, Christabella has a couple of books. There's there's people got books, books, books that are coming out of out of Image. Yes, that's definitely uh, all that. Definitely worth mentioning, especially the Millar books, which Hit Girl number one came out this week, mm-hmm. which uh, I forgot to talk about in reviews. But um, it's real fun. I've never read Hit Girl before, so it's kind of fun catching up with that crazy character. I think the uh, Bitter Root also. I can't remember if that one, but I remember them saying something about it by um, uh, David Walker and Sanford Green might also be coming out of image it is yeah mm-hmm. so that was so they because they took the twitter around that time to, to mention that also so all right. all right and on that i need to sign out for tonight uh it is past my bedtime now so <laughs> no gotta, problem gotta get my my beauty sleep we only have a an uh an ad read and and closing so so anyway guys i'm gonna take See off you. but See you guys later. next week. Take it easy. Well, before we get to the ad, actually, I do want to bring up something real, 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 real quick. Oh, and let me get out of this real quick. Uh, so the a book came out this week called Black Comics Returns. It's a uh, big art book by uh, Lions Forge. Uh, it's big, it's beautiful, and it's got some really nice art in it. Uh, so if you get a chance to go check that out, by all means do. Cool. All right. 
You got it. Our last ad read for the night is for Funko fun at first sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, t-shirts, hats, and socks and brand merchandise, uh, such as custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now for the listeners of the click nations, comic book chronicles, you can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko. Through cspn.us, do it today. And then follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at Tim Dogg98 and at CBCron. Oh, that's right. I do everyone else's. Agent70 is at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. I don't have to say anything. I just hit the cash register. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Roddy Cat is at Roddy Cat on Twitter and at News Nerds Need. News Nerds Need. That's right. There you go. And follow him on Instagram at CB Caps to get some nice screenshots from uh, comics each week. Fine, but there are some coming. And. Doug is at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter and go to his website, popculturenetwork.com. And with that, we'll be back next week, 9 p.m. Eastern time, Thursday nights, uh, theclipnation.com forward slash live. We are the Comic Book Chronicles and we are signing off. Peace. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue in my words, well. How about this woman that you are really hired?